Greetings, New Lifers. Uh, my name is Jeff Hoyt. I'm a fellow New Lifer here. Um, I also uh, have the opportunity to teach and counsel athletes uh, in uh, sports. Uh, I have a part-time position at Messiah University uh, where I get to uh, speak to teams and work with individual athletes that are having mental struggles that are getting in the way of their, their performance. Um, it's something I love to do, uh, best day of my week, um, but uh, more than that, uh, and part of what goes into that is the fact that we're not just talking about life skills or sports skills, but particularly with the athletes there at Messiah, um, we're talking about spiritual things uh, that they can apply to their life. So we recently have gone through the series on test prep, uh, troubles, uh, temptations, um, and transformation. And as I looked at that uh, whole uh, uh, series, I'm looking at it as the way an athlete would look at those kinds of things, because certainly uh, every athlete goes through those kinds of experiences. Um, there at Messiah, many times, uh, half the students, student athletes that come to me are freshmen, uh, because for the first time in their lives, they're hit with something very uh, serious, either they're not starting or uh, they're not, they're having a hard time adjusting to the team when they're not the absolute star. And so we have to go through this. Um, first off, uh, the way I perceive these things, I look at uh, the, the verse there in uh, 1 Corinthians 9 where uh, Paul says that, uh, uh, do you not know that we are all, that we're in a race? And that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Well, the best way to picture that verse, and first of all, he's not saying that we all have to win. Uh, he says we have to run in such a way that we might win. Picture a marathon. I'm sure many of you have seen, uh, you know, on TV at least, New York Marathon, uh, Boston Marathon, uh, the Marine Corps Marathon. Seas of people that start, right? And you just wonder how they don't trample each other to death. Um, but at the end of the race, it's usually just one person that crosses that line. Every once in a while, you'll get two that are fighting it out, but most of the time it's one. In the field of sports psychology, what we're studying is what makes the difference between the way that one person thinks during the race, before the race, after the race, in the off season, all the time. What makes the difference between how they think and everybody else? And if you want the spiritual equivalent of that, it's being holy. It's being different. It's being unique. Okay? So that's how I want to look at this idea of dealing with troubles, uh, temptations, and transformation. What I'd like to start out with is I want to read an article to you. I actually sent it to Brett after he preached on troubles. And uh, that's how I got here. He asked me to share this with you all. It's actually, it's a... It's an article from a, a school newspaper at Lynchburg. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Liberty uh, University, an athlete that I work there uh, with, uh, Ayana uh, Johnson. She's actually an a indoor woman's uh, long jump school record holder. Okay, um, so this is these are her words. Um, I've had my fair share of ups and downs in life, like any person, but tearing my ACL 
was one of the hardest things I've ever experienced. Just as an aside, for those of you who don't know, the ACL is a tendon that runs in your knee, and once that's ripped, you have no stability. And as an athlete, you cannot perform. It wasn't actually the injury as much as it was the unknown that came with it. I didn't know what to expect. Was this the end of my track and field career? What if I couldn't come back? What was going to happen to me? There were so many questions and no answers. I felt defeated, scared, and just downright confused on what to do. One of the turning points for me was meeting with someone to work through some of the mental blocks holding me back. Coming back from that sort of injury successfully takes more than just the physical rehabilitation. He told me I had to change my mindset and that now was the time to write a new chapter in the story of my life. He also told me to thank God that my ACL was torn. I really didn't know how to respond to that because it made no sense to me in the moment. It was literally one of the worst things that have ever happened to me in my athletic career. And you want me to thank God for that? That was hard. But I ended up doing it anyways. I thank God for my situation, and then something pretty amazing happened. As I worked my way back from the injury and eventually returned to running again, I slowly started to understand why I needed to thank God. That entire journey not only made me a better athlete in person, but most importantly, it made me a better Christian. Fast forward a few years and I was competing in a long jump competition. Just being there felt like a huge win for me because I didn't know if I'd ever be able to come back, much less be doing well enough to compete on that stage. But in the moment, I was once again reminded about why I should be thanking God. Coming off an ACL injury, I not only won the long jump, but I broke the school record of 19 feet 4 and 3 quarters inches. It was one of the most defining moments and something I will never look back on and always be thankful for. So what does an athlete, a successful athlete, do um, when they're tested? Well, when they're challenged with what will I, that, the challenge that they face is, what will I focus on? Will I focus on the outcome or will I focus on the process? The outcome is the end result. For most athletes, it's winning a game. For the process, it's practice, it's eating, it's training, sleeping, all the things that go into preparing them for the race. Her outcome and what she was focusing on was the end of her career, what's next if I can't run and jump. She was feeling defeat and fear. So how we addressed that was identifying the truth, which is now the series we're in, interestingly. The truth is, outcomes belong to God, not us. The process is what belongs to us. And it's a journey, and it's something that we take with God. And so for Ayana, it was the first step was being thankful. And I was just thankful for the fact that just that morning I had read passages about being thankful in all things. And so that popped into my mind as she was talking despondently about her situation. 
Then we had her start, I asked her to research, go online and find stories of other athletes that had torn their ACL and how they had successfully come back. Um, we had her start visualizing herself recovering, you know, seeing herself overcoming uh, the feelings, the distrust that she had in her knee because she still did. Um, so we had to work through that too. Uh, she had to do the work every day and most importantly, she had to be patient because it was a process. It wasn't going to happen overnight, but it would get better every day. And as you heard in the story, it did. The second thing, process and outcome, is realizing that these troubles we experience, these uh, temptations, uh, they're tests. No doubt about it. You all saw the, the funny video about the marshmallow test, right? The little kid left in the room. Well, in reality, that was something that happened, was initially a study done decades ago. And it was done with a room full of kids. So there was also peer pressure involved. And so, yeah, they put marshmallows on their desk. The teacher explained to the class she was going to be gone for a period of time. And if she came back and they hadn't eaten the marshmallow, they'd get another one. So the interesting part of that study and the thing that we don't get from the video, unfortunately, we, we just enjoy seeing the kids, you know, <laughs> what, how, they, how they endure, right, the process, how they get through the end. Some of them take care of it right away by eating it. The others, they, they struggle. So, but what's interesting about that study is, is that they did a longitudinal study from it. They, they, looked, they kept in track with each one of these kids for decades. And you know what they found out? The kids that didn't eat the marshmallows were much more successful as a whole than the ones who did. In other words, the ones that exhibited self-control as just elementary age school kids, uh, that was a much more accurate predictor of success than IQ tests, grades in school, colleges they went to, family upbringing, everything. That test was the most predictive. So if you ever wonder why the Bible is fraught with verses about self-control, understand that's God teaching us, helping us to understand that the right way, the way to win the race, is self-control. Anyway, the story with Ayana is we had to, she needed to understand that this was a test. And the second part of that is, most of the time, especially in college, I, I have many athletes come to me with test anxieties and, and, and their performances on the, on the field of competition are, are forms of test anxiety. The problem that they wrestle with is they see these tests as pass or fails. And we need to change. The most successful athletes in the world look at challenges not as tests or fails, but as learning experiences. And that's exactly where God wants us to be. Uh, that is why we're supposed to consider uh, tribulations with joy, is because God is teaching us something. And when we value teaching and learning from God more than just the outcome of winning and losing, we actually end up having a much better chance of succeeding by focusing on the process rather than the journey.
And, and so I just want to read a, a couple of verses with you. There's one in Psalms that um, I, I hope some of you have taken the challenge of reading through the Bible that New Life put out there in the beginning of the year. Um, this is a verse that came out of that very recently for me. Uh, Psalms 84, he said, Blessed are those whose strengths are in you, God, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage, the journey, the process, as they pass through the valley of Baca, which is a desolate desert, they make it a place of springs. They make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Process. Appearing before God in Zion, that's the outcome. But everything else is process. So that's the challenge that I would leave with you. The, the runners that run the race are the ones that run the race to win are the ones that focus most on the process. They know where they want to go. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they don't want to win. But they know that if they focus on the win too much during the competition, it will be a hindrance to them. You hear these great stories of athletes that compete during the World Series, during the Super Bowl, all these great competitions. And you say to yourself, how can you not be so stressed about performing then? Well, that's how they do it. They're not thinking about the winning or the losing when they're out there on the field. They're thinking about doing the things that they have been trained to do. The process. And that's how they know that they will put themselves in the best position to win. And that's exactly what God has taught us. Um, that he's in charge of the outcome, and we need to be more accountable and focused on uh, the process. And as we do that, we'll put ourselves in an opportunity uh, to have the outcome God wants us to have. And that's always a learning uh, outcome. So I hope that helps. Um, let me just pray for us uh, before we go. Father, thank you for loving us as wonderfully as you do. Um, thank you for your truths and how perfect they are in our lives. Lord, just pray for uh, those who may be struggling uh, with trouble, uh, with temptations, uh, trials, Lord, uh, even very serious ones, Father. Um, things that involve life or death, things that involve loss, uh, things that involve pain. Lord, uh, help them uh, to uh, come alongside you uh, for the journey of going through that experience and help those of us who are around them to help them through that process as well. Thank you as always for your love and your perfect ways. For it's in your name we pray. Amen.